You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but also some of our other shows. Like if you want more Paul and Rob, we just did an episode together of MF Uncensored this past week. You can also find our other show, Cinematic Adventures. You can find links to Rob's reviews, my four articles that I've ever done, and our Misfit Faction store where we have brand new merchandise every once in a while merchandising merchandising where the real money from the podcast comes from but uh, as always i'm one of your host paul with me in the studio is rob rob how are you today you talking to me i don't see anyone else here you must be talking to me well they can't see us so i Uh, have to introduce you oh hi everybody yeah it's just us in the studio today weird right i know let's all take a moment of silence for ronnie who chose to go to a bachelor party this weekend weird yeah yeah he was supposed to give me notes about his thoughts on the show (laughs) did not do that so make sure you call him out immediately we know his general feeling so we'll bring it up but that's about it that's pretty much it (laughs) but uh, we have a lot to unpack uh we are finally talking about moon knight this episode we were supposed to i think we were supposed to talk about moon knight no i think we're on time no no we're one week behind we're one week behind Yeah, because we were supposed to talk about moon knight last week and last week we talked about dr strange oh yeah that's right my fault my bad you had to go and be contagious (laughs) yeah me and producer melanie but so we are we are excited to talk about moon knight it has been an interesting experiment from marvel and it it's an indication of where we're going to be going. We're going to talk a lot about Disney Plus as a whole and some of our our qualms and our excitements. It's funny because on Cinematic Adventures, we're getting ready for Obi-Wan and we're doing Star Wars Month and we're we're feeling a little bit of trepidation because oh, of it. Yeah. So uh, it's going to like be interesting. good or bad? Nah. <laughs> so... We'll, just we'll, made, I wish you could see the face he just we'll, made. We'll talk about Disney Plus because obviously Star Wars yeah. has become very Marvel in itself with mm-hmm. Disney Plus. So we're gonna have a, a we're gonna start off our episode after news with a discussion about Disney Plus oh, and yeah. kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. But uh, before we get uh, started with Moon Knight, we do have a ton of news. So I'm a gonna lot. throw it, throw it over to Rob for news. All right. So first of all, we have. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness dropped in its second weekend, 67%. That is one of the biggest drops. Yeah, that is a big, big drop. And I I think it's safe to say that it is very divisive, this film. I will say it's not as unpopular as Eternals. It still has, I believe, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. But see, the thing is this, that oftentimes when people come out of movie theaters, they do uh, cinema score ratings and they ask people two questions. Number one, what would you rate this on like a, a report card? And traditionally, most Marvel stuff comes out in the A range. This one came out at a B plus, which means it's significantly lower than a lot of the others. The other question is, do would you consider watching this film again? And most Marvel movies come in over 40%. Eternals came in at like 22%. Still have not watched it. Rewatched it? I've still not watched it. It's also, I think for like a movie like Eternals, you also have to factor in the length. It is a, <sighs> it is a long movie. Um, know, and yeah. I'll be honest, even like a Avengers Endgame, I could watch the last 25 minutes of that over and over again. That ending battle okay. scene is fantastic. Pete Davidson says, I need a short-ass movie. Yeah. So, yeah, Eternals is just a slog sometimes. Eternals would have been better as a Disney Plus series. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But Doctor Strange came out 
with uh, something like 30% of the people said they would rewatch it, which is significantly lower than most Marvel stuff. Now, the problem is that the movie is still making a lot of money, but I believe it's only because it is has like zero competition to mm-hmm. it. There is no major releases because people have been just clearing the way on the schedules usually when a Marvel movie comes out because Marvel movies traditionally have like about three wor- three weeks worth of legs to it. And this one, last weekend had no competition. This weekend has no competition. Next week has Top Gun Maverick. Which I think is going to do well. Oh, very it's well. Gonna do it's very sitting well. at, I think, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. The reviews have been great for it. People have been waiting for it. And they say you have to see it in a theater. I was not. I, I was never a Top Gun fan, even mm-hmm. back in the 80s when it came out, which I was alive. I was 12 years old when it came out. And it was it was good. It was fine. But I got to say, even with this film, I'm excited to see it just from the word of mouth that's coming around. Yeah, which normally... Normally, with with sequels that take so long to make, twenty plus years, especially we we really kind of go towards them with a little bit of hesitation. Yeah. Like you have like your Dumb and Dumber two, which if you liked Dumb and Dumber, you you would enjoy Dumb and Dumber two, but. Right. It was also way too long. Or like, even like Mary Poppins Returns, which was yeah. like 40 years afterwards. Which is, it's still, from what I was told, was actually a decent movie. Yeah. But again, well, like nobody's like kicking down the door like, I need to see. I know. Sequels usually, if they don't happen within five years of the original, they're automatically slowly getting yeah. out of the consciousness of the public. Well, hence why I'm a little worried, uh, happy, but worried about the Spinal Tap sequel that oh, they I thought announced. you were going to say Avatar. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that one because they, it, I just saw that like the Avatar preview was viewed something like 144 million times. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's clearly a lot of people that are interested. Which is weird because yeah. I, I liked Avatar. I enjoyed it. I like, and I've seen, I've watched it since, but that is a movie, A, you need to see in the, the best theater you yeah. possibly can because that's how it was designed. But also it's Dances with Wolves. With blue, it totally with blue. is. It, there, it's... it's there's I nothing think, new story-wise about it. I think it's less a movie and more a theme park ride. Right. And I say that with all seriousness that, you know, I think when that does come out, it'll be about the experience, not about the actual Absolutely. You know, film. Yeah. So the next one is one I am so excited to talk about news-wise. Apparently, Zack Snyder's fan-voted Oscar win may have been rigged by bots. Two reports revealed that, quote, thousands of fake votes were cast for the zombie thriller Army of the Dead for the hashtag Oscars fan favorite and Snyder's cut of the Justice League for the Oscars cheer moment. Which I wouldn't be surprised, mm-hmm. uh, in all honesty. And I, don't, I, don't, I won't ever blame Zack Snyder for it. The Zack Snyder fandom is a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's very passionate. It's very, like, you know, vocal. passionate to the point of cheating. Passionate to the point of cheating, but in all honesty, like, that that's social media, yeah, unfortunately. The second you do the voting with that, you're going to do And I'm sure other movies, other things have done it, too. Oh, sure. Bots have been around forever. Like, I could, I could go on Facebook right now. I'm in a bunch of podcast groups, and I can literally post, I want to promote my podcast, and I will oh, get yeah. hundreds of message requests. Oh yeah, I for my, you know, blogs that I write online, the my subscribers, there's I, a good fun, you know, good chunk of them that are bots. Oh yeah. So and I know, and it's Sna- fine. even like regular social media like my Snapchat, my Twitter, yeah. every once in a while I'll get like uh, a friend request. I'm like, "Who the hell is yeah. this?" And it's, you know, you you accept it and then you get like the generic message like you know, find me in your area. I'm uh, like, I don't even know you. And I'm married in uh, that order. 
Next bit we have is that the Boys season three trailer came out with lots of Soldier Boys stuff to so it. We are we are very. This is like the the Jensen Ackles Renaissance. Yeah. He's uh got promoted to a series regular on a show Big Sky, I think it's called. Oh, I don't uh, know that. Yeah, one. he he just made his debut on that. They just released the Winchester's trailer. That is my next bit of news. Oh, yes. let's talk about it. It looks terrible. <sighs> Does it really? Yeah. Did see, you did you see I it? I did see it. Now I know you're a bigger supernatural fan. I came late to the party for mm-hmm. supernatural. And we're rewatching it too with my uh, wife. So but uh, I, I all right. I have to say the parts with Jensen Ackles in the suit in well, first of all, it's called the Winchesters, and they released an official trailer. I have to say the trailer looks like it's only the first episode. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't very look like piloty. Were, yeah, very yeah. piloty. So I, I, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Like it looks like something I'll actually watch. I have to say, of all the possible supernatural spinoffs. It's the best. It's one that's got the best shot. Yeah. So, so we did uh, a two-part episode on Supernatural uh, right when we came back after our very long hiatus. I think Ronnie and I did it. Yeah. I know you, you I, hadn't even started, I hadn't even watching, started it. watching it. And we talked about Supernatural has been trying to do spinoffs for years. It, yep. it has been their most successful show. 15 seasons for a reason. Bloodlines? Was that one Bloodlines was the first <laughs> one that they tried and it was god-awful. Yeah, it was. And then, then they wanted to do uh, Wayward Sisters or Wayward Daughters, something like that, where it was... Uh, Jody and Donna and the girls oh, right. as like a hunting team and they you can watch the episode where they were trying to backdoor pilot it yeah. and it, it's so different it from the doesn't rest. Feel you know right. Claire's narrating cuz for some reason the CW loves narration. They will constantly <laughs> do shows where characters are narrating very yes. like just you know, I'm Claire and I'm not your normal girl. Like that's I'm like Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. Luckily they stopped doing that for all <laughs> well, for all two Arrowverse shows yeah. they have now. But um so I watched the trailer and I was like, this is completely against the continuity of the show. For all of our Supernatural yes. fans, you know, the idea is that John Winchester, the patriarch of, of Sam and Dean, had no idea about monsters or hunting or demons until yeah. his wife died. And in this, they're like, oh, that's a demon. And he's like, what? Yeah. What's your name? I, I think if you're going with continuity, it's going to suck. Well, so the big fan theory online is because immediately people – Supernatural fans are some of the oh – are gosh. really – Supernatural has the best fandom yeah. that you'll ever experience. It's always very like cordial and very respectful and very polite and very just like passionate. And you, if you meet another Supernatural fan, you have like a friend for life. Oh, absolutely. Because they're, they're fantastic. I've discovered that. Yeah. Having said that, the fandom actually came to the defense of the trailer where people were like, no, don't forget, there's a multiverse in Supernatural. Supernatural does have its own multiverse. That's one of the reasons we did it. For, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So that could be an Earth 2, an All Earth right. 3. Could it also be that – because I noticed Jensen Ackles is very much in the trailer. So and very much like alive? Very, yeah. Spoiler alert. So I, I wonder if it's like – I'm finding out so many things about my parents that I thought were true actually aren't. Yeah, like, which I would – in all honesty, if they wanted to do a really good show, they should a young John, a young John Winchester mm-hmm. learning how to be a hunter. Yeah. We would have watched that. So. I'm game. I will tell you. That oh, yeah. I well, am... Mel and I will watch it. Yeah. And we listen to a – well, scratch that. I listen to a show called Supernatural at the Crossroads. It's a mm-hmm. great podcast. They were a big inspiration for me to even get started. So they, I'm excited to hear their That's thoughts cool. on it. I have to say, if you are not – if you've never watched Supernatural, it's a little daunting at first because it is 15 seasons. But – I, I, my wife and I, we jumped in and we're like, let's just do this. And I was surprised by how quickly we were hooked. It's it, very, it addictive. took a couple episodes, but after that we were just, it was so, we were so excited to sit down and watch Supernatural and we made it through all 15 seasons. It's, it was worth it. And I will say to anybody, if you want to watch Supernatural, you can watch just the first five seasons. Yes. That was the original 
vision for the show mm-hmm. and it's it, in all honesty you it the show does end at season five and then it completely it does change story yeah. structure very strong it goes very much season one through five is one story mm-hmm. it's one story that's all connected put together and it has beginning middle middle and end everything makes sense for the most part by yeah. the end of it Season six on, they went very season by season, trial by error. Is that when it started to get more angelic and... Uh, Leviathans and yeah, all that stuff, yeah. yeah. Which I, I still liked, but it wasn't as good as, you know... When, yeah, but like season six is its own story, which, yeah. I mean, it does lead to season seven like most shows do, but it's a very self-contained, self-contained. Is that when Chuck starts coming in too? No, season uh, 10 is oh, when Oh, he's Chuck, that late? Wow. Yeah, yeah, we don't see him for a few mm-hmm. years. But uh, what's his name? Angel. Cassiel. Um, Cassiel. When does he come in? Season four. Oh, okay. Yeah, he ep- is that early. Episode okay. one, season four. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Like, I still, the, the black and white vampire monster show oh, one is episode. one of the best yep. episodes yep. ever. Monster movie, it's called. Is it? Yep. Oh, it's so good. We still quote it to this day. Yeah. And even if you want to just watch a little Supernatural, you can watch like some of their, just their highlight some episodes. standalone episodes. Yeah, very yeah. good with their Freak of the Week episodes, as they're called. But Boys Season 3 trailer, it came out. We're excited. Soldier Boys looks awesome. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited because Lauren, my wife, is going to watch it with me because she loves Jensen Ackles. Oh, man. And she's she's going to love Hero Gasm. Never seen the boys before at yeah. all. So I'm and, not sure uh, if she's quite ready for this. Well, they are adapting Hero Gasm, which is going to be. Uh, <laughs> Jensen Ackles has spoken a little bit about it, and really? even he's like a little like. I, I read the Hero Gasm uh, series in the comics, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are they going to make this? Well, they're thing? also taking some liberties with Soldier I'm Boy sure. in the comics. So. I'm lucky that for the boys, just like Invincible, I didn't know the comics at all. Mm. Like, I, I had a general idea, but Soldier Boy, there were actually two Soldier Boys. Okay. And one was a little bit more like the Jensen Ackles that we're seeing, and then the other was like a timid, like, okay. wimpy kind of guy that Homelander totally takes advantage of oh, all right. physically. And, oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm excited to see what they want to do with it. And obviously, the trailer makes it seem different than what we expected. Yes. Without giving anything away, because obviously we don't know he too much. He seems more of a weapon. Yes. And which, more, way more powerful. Because yeah. he was supposed to be just a Captain America ripoff. Right. Which is hilarious, because he was supposed to, he was in the top running for Captain I, America yes, back in the I day. Think I did know that. Him, John Krasinski, they they were both in the running. And I think, John Krasinski, gosh, he'll never make it into the superhero universe. I know, right? Well, he'll never come back. <laughs> but uh, unless you want some spaghetti. Do you get it? No. He turned... Wanda turns him into spaghetti. Oh, right, right. Spoilers. Spoilers. But anyway. Um, Umbrella Academy Season 3 trailer dropped, yes, we, which uh, rules. I'm very excited for it. I have to say it looks just as much fun as, as season. Season 1 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Season 2 is a lot of fun. Season 3 looks like it might even be better than Season 2. Like it just, And it, I love they keep going with the whole save the world in so many days kind of trope. Yeah, um, they're, they're very good at it. And I have to say, it, I, I've read the Umbrella Academy um comics and this the show transcends the comics like you do not have to watch, read them that's at rare all. yeah it is very like it's rare. so much better than the comics yeah that, that's a rare thing and well obviously for the boys and the umbrella academy we'll do episodes on the you know umbrella academy is a lot easier because they're going to drop every single yep. episode so usually when they do a, a full episode drop we'll do it the following week just so everybody has time to sit down and watch because i i I can't binge. I'll be the first one to admit. I cannot just sit yeah. down for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. See, I will wait until a show finishes and then I'll binge. See, I, I love the week to weeks. Yeah. Like we'll watch. What do we watch? 
I watch Holy Moly. I love Holy Moly. But what's I, Holy Moly? It's a competitive golf, oh, a mini geez, golf show. That thing. That's right. But uh, what am I? Young Justice is yeah. week to week still going back to. See, comic I'm, books I'm watching the flight attendant, and I waited till like six episodes were out so I could just watch. The cl- watch it you know, then. the closest thing I get to binging is. If I'm DVRing something, I'll start at 20 minutes in. Yeah. So if like it starts at eight, I'll start it at 8:20, just so I can fast forward through all the commercials. I timed it perfectly. You're a rebel, Dottie. That's what I'm here for. You know, just change, challenging the hierarchy. So that's it for trailers, but we have more news. Oh no, actually, I do have one more trailer I'll talk about. Secret Invasion apparently is going to be set during the blip. So the all Disney right. Plus show with Nick Fury mm-hmm. in it is happening during the five years. So my but guess, he, he's blipped. Yeah, we don't know exactly how that's going to work. So here's here's a theory I read online, and this seems to be the popular one, is that the scrolls, because Secret Invasion is all about the scrolls, mm-hmm. that the scrolls notice the blip. They're like, this is our chance to infiltrate. So they come down, and that's when they sort of the Nick Fury is the scroll kind of thing comes out. Which is my issue because they, they tried to flip the script I know. with the scrolls making them good guys. Good. Yep. And obviously at the end of Spider Man, no way no, far from home. Yes. You we find out, you know, that they Nick been, Fury's been a scroll all this time. Oh, right? I can't. And and then you see Nick Fury with all the scrolls like working right. together. Like that that's why when they announced Secret Invasion, I was like, ah, oh. I mean, are there? Is there like so, a an evil sect of scrolls? Like, so is it possible that the good, the the real Nick Fury will come back when the blip starts, and that wasn't actually Nick Fury? And he, but how did he have Captain Marvel's pager? So who knows? Too many, yeah, T- too many timelines. I am just McAvoy or Stewart can't keep up with these timelines. Keep- so and now the rest is all Disney Plus stuff. So apparently, Daredevil is officially coming back as a Disney Plus show. Now they've confirmed only that it's a show. But I think we can safely assume it's going to have uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, as uh, Daredevil and um, Kingpin, Kingpin, respectively. Thank you for finishing my... That's what I'm here for. You looked like you were struggling. <laughs> Which is interesting because Echo's coming out. They released their first still from Echo. And yeah. I think... I, I don't think they know. just wrapped filming. They or just, just started? One of those two. Along those lines. <laughs> Are we talking about She-Hulk too? That's my last thing here, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's... <laughs> so... Paul and I have not talked about She-Hulk at all, and and just his response there kind of gives me an indication as to his feelings. So they dropped a She-Hulk trailer and a release date. It's coming out August 17th, and here's the synopsis. This new comedy series sees Bruce Banner help his cousin, Jennifer Walters, when she needs an emergency blood transfusion. And guess what? She receives his powers, too. Tatiana Maslany will play Jennifer, who's a lawyer specializing in superhuman-oriented legal cases, and Mark Ruffalo is back as the Hulk alongside Tim Roth, who plays the Abomination. Now, we saw a trailer. Um, I Now, I've seen two things. I've seen nine episodes, and I've seen ten episodes, so I don't know which. I've seen that in a couple places. It doesn't matter, though. But they're only half hour, and they're considered legal comedies. So... I watched the trailer. Paul, feelings on the trailer? I'm not excited. I have no problem. I, I like the the concept. The concept is there for me. I would have. I like. We've seen shows that deal with kind of the the ramifications of living in a superpowered world, mm-hmm. right? And I still want to do either an article on our website or an actual podcast episode about why living in a superhero world would suck. Yes. Because like it's then terrible. You, your girlfriend gets run over by a train. Yeah, <laughs> but um. You have like what was it? Powerless, I think that was a show where it was like the oh, the team that cleaned up after superheroes and yes, stuff like I do that. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely. It like lasted half a season. Yeah. I think it was a, a little. Oh, ahead I of think its it was time. like an NBC show or something. Yeah, like it was that. a little a little ahead of its time, and that was the yeah. issue because now, like in the movies, we've seen damage control. We've seen all these things. You know, like 
what happens when these giant world-ending events happen. Well, and that's why Adrian Toomes' story was so great, because he found ways to take advantage of it through scrap collecting. Which people would, and people, yeah. people sympathized with him. So for me, this trailer comes out, and I was, and I was, I was like, you know, all right, I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously. We're, we have a podcast that yeah. I don't have a choice. Dang it. But... We made our thoughts about Mark Ruffalo's Hulk very clear during our Hulk episode. I don't know if you were there for the no. Hulk. I think you missed that one. That was one of our character studies. And one of my biggest gripes, and we're going to talk about this gripe when we talk about Moon Knight. So all this stuff is a is yeah, we're leading segue up to into it. Disney plays it incredibly safe, and now Marvel's playing it for laughs. And okay. I hate to say it because... The Hulk became a, a fan favorite after Avengers. Not so much in Avengers Age of Ultron because a lot of people were like, why are they in love? Those two? It's weird. <laughs> hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. But Thor Ragnarok rolls around. And that brought it back. And we fell in love with the Hulk, who was yeah. his own character. Bruce Banner and the Hulk were two separate characters, right. like as they should be in the comics. Then Avengers Endgame rolls around. And we had Professor Hulk. We have Prof- or Smart Hulk, well, as, yeah. he's, as he's called. Who they neutered completely. Yeah. There was they basically killed the Hulk for laughs. Yeah, and he comes across more as like the jolly green giant. Yes, and it it's jarring. Yeah. It's they did not combine the two characters. It's Bruce Banner in a new body, and I don't have a problem with Bruce Banner as he's been portrayed, but like we missed character development. We missed the mm-hmm. chance to to make a brand new character and have an arc. Like they killed the Hulk for Bruce Banner. Now this show's coming around, and we just saw in Captain Marvel that he's back to normal. But now in this show, he's the Hulk. Yeah. And his arm is fine. No, I thought... No, you see him plenty of times with his arms out, and during the commercial break, we'll watch. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so for me, I I was never a big fan of Smart Hulk. It was funny the first time when we saw it in theaters, Right. but... But now it's played itself out. Imagine if the Hulk himself had been the one to do the snap. I think that would have been a way more powerful moment. The character that wants to be left alone more than anything, making that you know decision yeah. to save the save the universe, basically, much better storytelling. Yeah. But for me, I don't have a problem with the legal drama set in the worlds of she like in the world oh, of Marvel. Right. I know. I told you. I I, I I I could have sworn he had his arm in a sling, but nope. no, you're totally right. He does in Captain Marvel when he's in his normal yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking at the scene where he's uh, helping her transform, and nope. He's no, got he's a hoodie totally... on with all arms okay. Yep. So a lot of questions. I would have been – I think it would have been more fun if they did an actual legal drama on Disney Plus where She-Hulk was a character, Matt Murdock was a character, mm-hmm. like – and every episode – like almost like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine with superheroes. Okay. That would have been a lot of fun and I would have enjoyed that. And then you introduce She-Hulk in this show and then do your movie. Right? Because as far as we know, She-Hulk's not getting a movie. We definitely know Moon Knight's not getting a movie. Mm. Or Daredevil again. He's getting mm. his own Disney Plus show. And unfortunately, we also said it for Black Widow. They played Too it late. very safe with yeah, the character. Yeah. So here's my feeling on She-Hulk. So I, I have to say, this was something I was actually really excited about. Because I was a big Orphan Black fan with Tatiana Maslany. And she is... She's a fantastic actress. She she's great at playing, you know, split personalities, especially you know, as seen in Orphan Black. And uh, I watched the trailer, 
and I was like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. It was, well, first of all, there is an uncanny valley with her face. The CGI's rough. CGI's. I, now, they have a few months, so maybe they can work they'll, that out. They'll clean it up. Uh, I don't know if they can clean it up enough. Mark Ruffalo's face looks always looked good as, as you know, the they Hulk. Perfected they perfected that one, did. yeah. She doesn't look great. And also, the comedy looks just terrible. I was hoping for sort of a moonlighting feel to it, which kind of gave me an indication by the the logo. I thought it was going to be like an, an 80s. Yeah, it felt like an 80s kind of, you know, with moonlighting, it seemed like a fun 80s kind of, you know, Bruce Willis, you know, and Matt, Sybil Shepard kind of, you know, war of words and, and of the sexes and everything. And that looked like fun. So they ended up not doing that, which is fine. I can get behind that. But the com- here's the problem, I think, is that the comedy that they're using is Marvel comedy amped up. Mm. And it doesn't work. Like, Marvel comedy is good as Bathos, where it undercuts tension. Whereas their comedy is like... Like, that's why Ragnarok was so great, because Taika Waititi brought his sense of comedy to it, and they're not doing that. And it it just, the plot looks terrible. The the jokes didn't land at all with me. I even, like, I'm like, all right, maybe I just had a bad experience. So I actually rewatched it, like, three or four times, and it just got worse every single yeah. time. I am really worried about She-Hulk. It looks god-awful. That's why, you know, and we're going to talk about it with Moon Knight. I know I keep teeing it up, but that's why I'm worried about Daredevil, mm-hmm. because... Disney Plus would never make a show like Jessica Jones now. Oh, yeah. Jessica Jones was so good season one because it was on Netflix. And they tackled some deep stuff. Oh, yeah. And, there's, and some traumatic stuff. And there's there's sex scenes, too. And there's, there's like, alcoholism. You yeah. Know, it's, it's and rough. that's just Jessica Jones. Yeah. You know, Daredevil dealt with violence and post-traumatic stress to a, a other degrees. I still remember some of the rougher moments where uh, Kingpin, like, slams a guy's head in the door and kills him that way. And they're putting this on Disney Plus. Disney Plus needs to figure out how to have an adult section. They they have their new parental controls, I saw, that's but not that's enough. about it. Yeah. No. See, they own all the 20th Century Fox stuff, mm-hmm. so they need to start putting that on Disney Plus. They like, started the to, whole Alien uh, franchise. Yeah. They own that. They need to start promoting that. So it's and again, this leads us into Moon Knight and some of the qualms that we have because it, it's no secret that we were not blown away by Moon Knight. If you guys have been keeping track of uh, Rob's reviews, which is sad because initially I was excited we were, for we Moon were very Knight. excited. Yeah. And it it has its merits, it has its good. It's got but a couple moments. Right? Unfortunately, we find it right in the middle of the yeah. road. But I, uh, I just want to say one quick thing about She Hulk too. News has been coming out over the past couple months. The rumors are that She Hulk is a mess. Yeah, um, and that's been confirmed in a couple places. So it, unless, so maybe it is pot now. It is possible that by the time a show comes out, they can save it. You know, Star Wars, the famous story with Star Wars is that it was saved in the editing room. That it was just a disaster before that. So maybe they can work some magic. I guess we'll find out. But Mm -hmm. we are going to take a quick break because that wraps up our news. And when we come back, we are tackling Disney Plus's Moon Knight. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and we are talking Rob's least favorite <laughs> Marvel production, question mark? Uh, Is that that's say- actually a good question, because I, lo- 
All right, <laughs> I think it, it might be my most the most disappointing of them. Okay, elaborate. Because um, what if I didn't like it all? That's fair. And and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know, like Ronnie, that was one of his favorites, but I it fell apart for me at the end completely, mm-hmm. and I, I was really annoyed. This one, okay, so. Weeks and weeks ago, when we sat down, Paul and I and Ronnie, we said, you know, we'd only seen the first episode of Moon Knight, and we were Paul. I know you and I were like, "Hey, this is we're, we're, we're intrigued. We were ready. We were into we're... it." And I, I think I even gave it like four out of five stars on on the website. And Ronnie was like, he he said he wasn't feeling it, mm-hmm. and you know, we were like, "Oh, you're crazy," and everything. And it just got like the. It just kept going in weirder, but not good weird mm-hmm. directions, and just it was kitchen sink style of filmmaking where they just threw everything in there and hope that it all works out in the end. And it, it was all over the place for me. So I, that's it for something that had such high hopes and had such great, you know, actors involved like Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac just seemed so, it was so disappointing at the end for me. I will agree that it did not live up to expectations and it, it's driven by Oscar Isaac who does a phenomenal job. He, he, Oscar Isaac's another one of those actors who is finally like really getting his time to shine. And he, I, I enjoy his work. Rob's already kind of looking at me with trepidation, <laughs> but for me, I, I think that his performance, especially when, and by the way, full spoilers for Moon uh, yeah, Knight, please. we are going to, we're going to go through the entire show. We're not going to go episode by episode, but kind of character by character, things that we like, things that we didn't like, things that could have been better. But I think that this show really, this show is the the first indication of Chink, su- chinks in the armor, suffering from being on Disney plus Yeah, because Moon Knight in the comics is an exceptionally violent and complicated character they managed to capture some of the complication and then when you finally see what was so traumatic to mark specter to have him create stephen grant Mm -hmm. i was like okay they they, all right here's some of what i was expecting to see but i will give it that they went dark Yes. Which is good. Like, that's not Disney. You know, no. like, they went to mental illness. They went to straight out murder. Like, at least that was good. I think it was just, it, it, it should have been more fun than it was. And I know that seems silly to talk about mental for, illness. For, well, <laughs> see, I'll, I'll disagree because, respectfully, because I think that this show should have gone darker. And mm. it could have had. I, w- I would agree with you on it that. It could have had a funnier character. I think it was missing a good comedic. Re- Stephen Grant was the comedic relief of Which, it. Which, that didn't fly for me. It only worked when he was interacting with Mark, I think, because he, he shifted from comedic relief because. Basically, Stephen was also the audience surrogate. He yes. was the one finding out information as we were. And I think it it shifted to eventually he became the moral compass. And it then there was nobody who was a comedic re- uh, relief. Even like Layla had funny moments, but she was such a – I would have much rather watched a Layla show, yeah. unfortunately, because I think she was a much more interesting character. Really? See, all right. Everyone, and I'm sure we'll get into this, everyone keeps writing about and talking about how, like, oh, she's such a breakout character. I wouldn't call her a breakout character. I found her boring. I found her, she did better when she wasn't Mark Spector or Stephen Grant. Like, when, because they they basically send her off on her way, like, around episode four when when, uh, Mark gets shot. And she's kind of doing her own thing for the rest of the show, almost. And I think it. I think that's when she starts to to shine a little bit. The scene of her with Ethan Hawke, where he's like, he knows that she's around the corner, still listening, and he's yeah. just monologuing. 
I, I like that scene. I really do. I just felt like the whole thing, like Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac, I thought were just capable of so much more than what they were giving us. You know, having seen them, you know, I've, I've seen Ethan Hawke totally tear. You know, there's there's one show. It's called The Good Lord Bird, where he plays John Brown, abolitionist John Brown, and he's a maniac in that mm-hmm. role. And that's recent. That's only about a year ago. Oscar Isaac, I just saw him in a movie called The Card Counter, uh, and he's he was great. He was brilliant. He was in Annihilation. He does such great character work, and he was so bland for me here. Like yeah. I, there, there were so many times, other than like an accent, you couldn't tell which was Mark and which was Stephen. I'll, I'll argue that. I yeah. will argue that because their hair was different. Very Christopher okay. Reeve. Hair, I will give you. Christopher Reeve uh, did the same thing with Superman yeah. and Clark Kent. They, their hair was parted sideways. Mannerisms were almost the same for me, though. I found Steven to be much more skittish. He was very, very turn and look what's happening. Very yeah. turn and look what's happening. Like, very like, oh. I just felt it should have been more than just those little things, though. It, it, I think this show suffers for two reasons. One, six episodes. Yeah. There needed to be another episode somewhere in there. And two, this show would have been better if they started off with him just being Moon Knight and just Mm. being a vigilante and we follow him. And like also the I'm going to say it. They should have had the mental uh, asylum be real. I feel he should have woken up in a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. With those doctors, but then he should have been rescued from it at the end. So like, what, no, these, this thing, all this stuff happened. This really did happen. There's a. So, I don't, well, I want to just address that. So, what Paul is referring to is that at the end of episode four, there's a big twist where it looks like he gets shot. He, yeah, and and it he, looks like he's in a mental asylum. I loved that. I wish they had done that so much sooner mm-hmm. because for the first four episodes, it just felt like uh, the mummy retread. Right. And and I wasn't into that at all. Did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No. There was an episode where a demon attacks Buffy and it like poisons her. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she wakes up in a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. And the entire episode is her going back and forth between the, the Buffy world yeah. and this mental asylum where they're trying to explain to her that she's actually crazy. And that she's been in this asylum for years and none of this stuff is real. And, you know, they go throughout the episode and eventually, because they still have four more seasons after this, eventually she kills the demon, blah, blah, blah. But then it cuts and the last scene is her in the mental asylum and the doctors are checking and they're like, no, she's back in her, in her state. Wow. And I was like, holy crap, that, that was a bold. Right. Because it leaves you thinking and it leaves you guessing. It's real. This show should have started off, maybe episode two at the end. Mm -hmm. I I would agree. He suddenly, he wakes up in this mental asylum and you, you could still do like the characters are, or have just fresh actors in it playing the doctors and the stuff. And maybe episode five, even like that. And that's a bold statement. Like Layla comes and gets him out of there and like, no, Mm -hmm. this stuff really did happen. Like you really are this vigilante. And you could have started off the show with him as an established vigilante, you know? Oh, God, it's Moon Knight, you know, like that sort of thing. They played it very safe. And then when they finally introduced the idea of something happening, then they backtracked, which is the Marvel way, unfortunately, nowadays. Black Widow is the biggest uh, victim of it, where we had a strong, powerful woman character and a character that we loved. I I know Joss Whedon's kind of the hot topic uh, these days and kind of taboo, but like... Black Widow in Avengers is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She steals the scenes that she's in. And, you know, like even like the, the interrogation scene, this guy's giving me everything. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? She was one of the only good things in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And 
they managed to then completely neuter and yeah. comedically affect her in Black Widow. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, and I know Rob and I joke we have our, our Marvel versus DC banter, but at the end of the day, we'll be very objective. Like, I'll oh, be yeah. the I'll be the first one to say the DC universe is a mess, oh, and I'll be the first to say that uh, the Batman was the best thing that's happened to DC in the years. Exactly, and, and and even like we'll both agree that the Batman was one of the best superhero movies just oh, in general, not Marvel or DC withstanding. But for us, I think we can also both agree that the Marvel formula works, but not a hundred percent. Yeah, I have to say it's a it's a show like this that made me realize that at some point the superhero bubble is going to burst, and and it's going to be you know like I compare it oftentimes to the Western genre that mm. westerns were huge for you know. 50s and, and and then in the 60s and the spaghetti westerns in the late 60s and then at some point it just they ran out of ideas and everyone grew tired of it which makes me nervous because a lot of famous filmmakers have been saying the same thing that mm-hmm. eventually it is and it I, is. I I'm scared that because we love our Marvel content we love our DC content we love we love our superhero content because you know a lot like a lot of you guys probably listening we grew up at a time where superhero stuff was tr- was trash yeah. and it was hard to find decent superhero material you, you were an outcast if you liked exactly superhero stuff. nowadays I, I walk around the high school that I'm, I'm working at and kids are wearing superman oh, shirts and stuff like that it's it's a cool time it really really is and obviously even though dr strange had a huge drop off it's still making a ton of money oh, yeah. so it, it was very disappointing for this show to suddenly feel to be such a misstep yeah this is and to me this is a big misstep it just and I, i'm i'm thankful that i think because oscar isaac is not signed on for anything else past this so here's then that's the other issue and so i'm hoping this is this might be the end of moon Knight. so that's the other issue right so this show only got the one season it was supposed to get the one season treatment just like wandavision um and i think it's a shame that it does at this point it does not look like we are going to get moon Knight in anything else no i think oscar isaac's moon Knight would have been really good in this she hulk show imagine Mm -hmm. him on trial Oh yeah, but like nobody knows that this that these events have. There was a giant monster fight at the end, and no nobody knew what was going on. It it sucks, but let's let's talk some of our characters. And I know mm-hmm. we t- we talked a little bit about him, but we have Oscar Isaac playing three characters. Basically, we have him as Mark Spector, two point one, two yeah, t- <laughs> two ends. Three is a generous number. Three is a very generous number, but. Uh, did you know much about Moon Knight before jumping into this? A little bit. I had read some of the comics uh, a couple years ago. I knew the existence of Jake Lockley, mm-hmm. so I knew at some point he was coming. And, and you could see, like, I, there were a couple episodes where it was hinting that there was a third in there. I'm like, all right. And unfortunately, Marvel used him as an excuse to cut back on the violence. I, that's my yeah, theory. Yeah. They really they used him to do those jump cuts where the the massive violence, the most violent and terrible scenes that Moon Knight unfortunately is famous for. It's like I know you and I have differing opinions about the Punisher, but it's like watching the Punisher right. and him not shooting a gun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, that's a really good theory. I, I like that. Yeah, because they definitely were able to cut costs a little yeah. bit by having him black out. And one time makes sense. Right. The second mm-hmm. the second time also makes sense because they address it. Both right. both Stephen and Mark are both like, was that you? No. Was that you? No. Well, what's going yeah. on then? And I was shocked to see it in the finale. They should have had Jake Lockley. Yes. I, like, don't get me wrong. It was a, it was like a twist. And like, I get it. Like, I understand mm-hmm. their mentality, but they should have just had that character shift. Yep. Have and then have Jake Lockley because we wouldn't know who he is. No. 
literally tear that and watch it. I agree it. with you. Because the ending fight scene is fun where, uh, you know, you got Mr. Knight and Moon Knight kind of working together and the transitions, mm-hmm. like, because they do form oh, is that, their bonds. Is that his name, Mr. Knight? Mr. Knight, yep. Okay, I didn't know that. And in the comics, Mr. Knight was a police informant. Mm-hmm. That was like his his role. Stephen Grant was actually like a was like a billionaire playboy. I forget what Mark Spector did. He was a mercenary, and then Jake Lockley was a cabbie, and that's yes, why he's driving. That, that I did know. Yeah. So I think um, watching the two of them, that is one of my favorite scenes. Agreed, yeah. I have to say, I loved it in the last episode where they're working together, and they're shifting, shift, shift, and they're, they're battling. And, and nothing and made me just- smile more than when Steven, in his Mr. Knight outfit, like pushes uh, Ethan Hawkeway, and he he fixes his suit really quick. Yes. I, oh, very that's a great James, moment. Very James Bonds. Like, yes. uh, there's a scene in one of the James yep. Bond movies where he fixes where his cufflinks. Where he jumps off the uh, train <laughs> that's uh, being demolished. Yep. And then he fixes his cufflink. Yep. And I was like, oh, all right. So, And I like seeing... The only character that really grows from this show is, is Steven. Yeah. and Which is weird because Steven... And this is not me trying to be disrespectful to anybody who maybe have experienced dissociative identity disorder. Or, you know, it's much more in the common lexicon nowadays. Mm-hmm. But like, he's an imaginary. He's a he's a figment. He's mm-hmm. not real. But we still we right. fell in love with him. Well, and I did like that twist that it turned out that he was the fake personality. Like that, Mark was the original, and Stephen was invented so that way he could deal with his the trauma with the trauma of his mother. I, I wrote this line. I have to quote my own line here. Let's see if I can remember it. That his mother, she, she they showed all those scenes of her ruining birthday parties. They said she'd ruin more birthday parties than pineapple pizza and gluten free cake. Those scenes were hard to watch because, again, that was when we were finally getting into the deeper stuff. Like mm-hmm. that, that woman was tra- was traumatized and post traumatic stress, and now. You know, there's survivor's guilt for Mark and, you know, how do, how do I live my life? And the dad's in, in the middle where he's like, he's trying to take care of the woman he loves, but also save his son. And it, it's like, again, there's an episode missing, it feels yeah. like. It feels like there is an episode where they could have really gotten into the, it's into the meat and potatoes of it. Like, it's the only time we see Mark actually vulnerable where he's yelling at Steven, not to, don't go upstairs, don't go upstairs. Because he also wants to protect Steven because Steven protects him. And he's too proud to ever admit it until he finally loses Stephen. I, I think when they started to go, here was the jumping jumping the shark moment for me mm-hmm. when he Kanchu took hold of Stephen and and Mark and had to go before that like tributary or whatever it was and had to like plead the case for why they should do something about uh, Ethan Hawke's character. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, this is just getting goofy at this point. It just it. I think the introduction of so many of the Egyptian gods got weird. And so, like, if they had stuck with like one god, like you know, because they were Amit, was that the one they were trying to? They were revive? trying to stop Amit. Yes. Like, if they had stuck with Amit and Khonshu, and all the rest were just like severe, severe background, like maybe just a mention. I think it could have been better. I think it would have been better if they introduced them in the very last episode, as a, as a twist at the end. Because again. Yeah. Imagine if the entire show, we're questioning whether or not any of this is real. Mm-hmm. Then finally at the end, not only, I mean, Kanchu could have been an imaginary personality as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in the comics, I, again, I'm not familiar with Moon Knight. I want to say in the beginning of the Moon Knight comics, there was a question about whether or not Kanchu was actually real or mm-hmm. just something that Mark Spector imagined. And then finally it was confirmed and the Egyptian God stuff was brought in and all that. Because Me- producer Melanie loved all that stuff. And I do too. I'm, I'm a sucker for good mythology. And but then it leads to more questions about, well, if the Egyptian gods are real, but the Norse gods are aliens that people thought were. And then the Eternals magic and then there's magic. The Eternals (laughs) who like 
other gods are right. based off of. It oh, that's the problem when you start getting. It's weird because it's a connected universe that feels very disconnected. And and they're going to fall into the same traps that the comics fell into where it just got so messy. Too complicated. And, and they lost, you know, readers. It would have been better if at the very end, very end of this show, Mark and and you know, uh Steven, they're they're finally like, "All right, we we won. We beat the bad guy. We we're, we're not actually completely crazy. We're just a little crazy." Yeah. Like and then suddenly, bam. He's in the middle of this tomb surrounded by all these gods. And they're like, oh, you thought just Kanchu yeah. was real? That would have been that would have been better. And like, you know, we have to you took the universe into your own hands and you and it led to the death of a god. You got to, you know, face whatever judgment then just ends. That would have been a great setup. Now, to say that. All right. To say that I loved Hawkeye <laughs> is, is, you know, that's fair. But. And I know Hawkeye was not trying anything new. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very much like comfort food. I loved it. But one of the things that Hawkeye did really, really, really well was the idea of setups and payoffs. Right. That they would introduce something that two or three episodes later would come back of like, oh, remember that? And then they would do something with it. This one was all set up and almost no payoff. Like, for example, like him put the very first opening scene for the show was showing Ethan Hawke's character breaking the glass and putting it in his shoes. What was the payoff for that? Nothing. Uh, nothing. There was that one scene at the end where he showed the blood coming out. It was a it was David like, Koresh type yeah, thing. Yeah, like there was no payoffs for anything that they were setting up. Just to show that he was crazy. Or, or like the fact that he was chaining himself to the bed. What was the payoff there other than they just showed it again in the final episode? No, they make fun of it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I get why he did it, so because right. obviously he was sleepwalking. But again, I feel like there's an episode missing where we would have gotten a lot more. It's so weird. And we're going to talk, you know, obviously that's an issue I'm going to have when they do Daredevil. Are they going to do a six? I mean, Daredevil, I think, was around third. Netflix usually does about 13 ish. Yeah, I think it was like around there. I know Defenders was much shorter. That was like eight. Yeah. Which is fine because you've already done your character. And that's why I think Hawkeye was so good because we had so much character build up and development for and we wanted him to we were rooting for clint yeah. barton we really were we as did. as much as people made fun of hawkeye i think at, even though avengers age of ultron the like the farm stuff kind of takes the the pacing down a little i think subconsciously we really started to love hawkeye because he is that normal guy yeah i mean the first trailer you see him putting the peas on his arm and he's like i'm in so much pain yeah like it's just, yeah it, 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 it was very annoying because it was so many like no payoffs for anything like and and each episode would introduce new stuff that would not play into the next episode right like there was no continuity tonally it was all over the place which i i know people are going to be like well that's because of the they wanted the dissociative disorder and, but they and, didn't that that shows the lack of screenwriting ability yeah. the fact that that was not conveyed the right way i should also point out that critically it actually did very very well there were a lot of people who were giving a's across the board mm-hmm. to this i also know there's a lot of fans who did love moon knight too and that's not to say that we hated it we just weren't blown away by it i don't know i might have hated it so let, well, <laughs> let's let's find some good right because okay. we, we are we we do like to look at things objectively but we also like to look at the bright side I will, I will tell you good right away Hit the it. first thing that comes to my brain in the finale uh, a kaiju fight between Amit and Khonshu. It was real. Holy cow! Who knew that was gonna? Ha- it was a it Godzilla was su- fight, and it was surprisingly realistic. Was- One of my favorite scenes, I think it's in, either in the first or second episode, is when 
Steven's hiding in the bathroom and the mm-hmm. jackal's after him and, and Mark's telling him, give me, give me the body. Yeah. And we finally get that first Moon Knight transformation, that the music, the shot of him turning yeah. and walking towards the camera. It's fantastic. Like there's some really good cinematography in this. I did like Layla when she transformed into the Scarlet Scarab. I did like that. It was an interesting, and that, that ending fight scene is really good. And I loved Cuckoo Layla. Yeah, crazy Layla. <laughs> yeah, where she's, I don't know, if you look closely, she's got all these cue cards uh, on a, a board. If you look closely, they're actually the credits to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, that was that was the only scene of this show where I had to stop and like look around. I was like, all right, here, here's what we've oh, been waiting for. there was so much cool stuff in that scene at the asylum there. I, I actually really did like Khonshu, and I liked how people didn't, like how the other yeah. gods didn't like him. Oh, yeah. Um, the idea of avatars and the gods, again, this is the same problem Eternals had, but I, I liked it better in this. It's we can get involved, but within within the realistic terms, like we can't. Humans ha- have to be able to live their own lives and choose their own destiny. I'm again, I'm very curious though when this show takes place because we never right. get a definitive. This show is very disconnected from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think there's only like one or two passing mentions of. Yeah, I was trying to think that too. I don't think there's much. so. I don't even know. And if you guys listening. Uh, can confirm or deny this. We don't know if this takes place before or after Thanos, because that is a question that the Eternals does address. They're like, why didn't you guys help with Thanos? But a question that I keep having, and they never address it in Eternals, was if any of them got blipped away. Oh, yeah. Because it it was half of all living life, and we do find out in Eternals that they're robots, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) but I would be very curious to see if these gods were affected by it, because Thor mentions that Asgard was wiped out half by uh, Thanos in the opening scene of, and that those are the survivors. Mm-hmm. And then they got, and then half got blipped away. So Thor does address that, but I'd be very curious to see if the Egyptian gods and any of these other deities that do, because Marvel and DC have brought in a lot of other God characters. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a Zeus in the new Thor yeah. movie played by Russell Crowe. Russell- so they, they got to really answer some questions for us about what makes this a mythological god what makes this an alien god what makes this an eternal i hope <sighs> eternals and inhumans man they're, they're both living on the same rock at this point <sighs> is it bothering you the the blip thing now i now i don't even know if this yeah when is this they yeah. never say i i had a bigger problem see i thought my biggest problem was why was there some sort of a, a, a cave that floods during rainstorms right next to brownstones in a city yeah that's another issue logistically <laughs> we're not sure but it, you know, like it makes sense that no other Marvel heroes are necessarily evolved because you know we haven't. <laughs> this is the biggest problem with comics. Every superhero lives in America, most specifically New yeah. York City. I and you know what? I, okay, just talking about good stuff. I loved the cultural aspects of the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I loved the afterlife that they they went to the field of reeds. I loved all of the. I love that they casted so many ethnically appropriate people. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't whitewash anything, and it, it felt authentic. Yeah, I like the idea. You you talk about the field of reeds and all that. That like in the Marvel universe, your afterlife is subjective to what you believe right. in or what you're associated with, and I, I love that concept because mm. you know you look at our real world where it's very much this is wrong, this is right, right. It's, and it's, if you're not agreeing with me, you're wrong. Like yeah. it's nice to see a little bit of diversity, and, and you know I I will be the first. I don't like when it's rammed down my throat. Perfect example is is the show Glee. I used to love. Ugh. I loved the first two seasons of Glee. Yep, same here. Because they not, it felt all natural, and it felt like these are people that I would interact with in real life. And then suddenly it was like, 
all right, well, enjoy, and then yeah. just ram down your throat. For me, it was when they started doing like Michael Jackson week and Madonna week. Yeah, it was it was a little <laughs> it was cash grab week. Yes. But so th- this show does a really good job at exploring different cultural bases. And you understand why people are, are attracted to Ethan Hawke's character because especially in a, yeah. especially in a world of superpowered beings, right? Because this is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We don't know when. We don't know exactly, you know, what has happened at this point in this universe. It's we could say it's mostly modern, but in all honesty, I could argue yeah. that it's the mid nineties. Like the the fashion, the technology, it doesn't really give it away, which is very strange. Yeah, because he has a flip phone at one point. So I would be very curious if we ever get direct confirmation. But yeah. I I hate to say that this show feels like a one and done. I hope it is. It just there was so much to it. Like here's another big problem I had is that I didn't know what characters I should be rooting for and which characters I should be caring for. Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, I found Steven to be annoying. And Mark was, he seemed murderous. Kanchu was just a dick. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew Ethan Hawke. I shouldn't be rooting for him because he's a cult leader. So you don't root for the cult leader. So I got that much down. But I, I wanted... To like, I I didn't know who I should be worried and care. Layla, I think, was the only one that I I'm like, okay, I suppose I should be caring for her, but I didn't feel anything for her, and so I think emotionally I wasn't connecting with any of the characters. Like, I mean, think about Hawkeye. Hawkeye, you felt for him because you're like, he just wants to get to his family in time for Christmas, and also we knew him, right? And I we think knew him. I think it helped that right. we had so many so much history with Ethan oh, with Ethan Hawk with the Hawkeye. So is this the first show where the main character is completely new? On Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yes. Yeah, I think because it is. Because we had WandaVision. We had Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody knew Loki or cared about Loki before. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, he, we all know he he was like biggest Put down fan. the knives. Big, biggest <laughs> fan favorite. Um, trying to think what, what came if? after. What if? Which, again, right, we knew yeah. the characters well enough. Hawkeye. Like... Yeah, so I guess maybe that that was the issue. And also, here. say what you will. Uh, like as much as we loved Hawkeye, there's only really the one new character. Our new character set is is Kate Bishop and her family. That's what I was thinking. Is that at least with Kate Bishop, they and introduced Echo, yeah. her through the through Hawkeye, and with Echo, they introduced her through the show of Hawkeye. Maybe that was a thing here. Is that we because for me, I couldn't connect with someone because everyone was new mm-hmm. like they were it was like throwing the child into the deep end and hoping they swim yeah and I, I wasn't swimming for a long time that's why i think this movie or the show would have been would have benefited more a if they had not played it so safe mm. b if maybe they had changed the structure of it around so like keep the meat and potatoes but add some more vegetables to yeah. it and or c if they had actually just you know went full movie instead i know here's another setup and payoff that with no payoff midnight uh, midnight man that was the guy that was uh, that layla knew the french actor who unfortunately died in a skiing accident he was in the show i think the third episode and he plays in the comics the midnight man and they did nothing with him for the rest of the show it's a shame i I will say that one of my favorite scenes is in that episode Mm -hmm. where Moon Knight's like kicking all the ass and yeah. he was like no 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 you give me back the body right oh, now yeah. and he's like stabbed he's like no no take the body back take the body back and I, I thought that was funny because it was the first indication of their teamwork right. aspect but I think this I really do say that this show would have benefited better if you int- you start off in New York City mm-hmm. with him being the active vigilante with Mr. Knight be- doing his thing and we have to follow along and again they tried to spoon feed it to us very nicely yeah. But in all honesty, like this, this was their opportunity to show us what they would do with a defender style property, 
And I think that's the real issue. We were expecting a Luke Cage, an Iron Fist, a Daredevil, Jessica Jones. We won't talk about Defenders. But uh, we were expecting that style for Moon Knight because Moon there's a very famous comic panel of Moon Knight and Punisher having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like Punisher asks him, hey, are you still crazy? He's like, hey, do you still murder people? Like, it's it's right. there's more to it, but that's what I'll leave it at. But it's like the indication of these two characters they, Moon Knight would have been much better as a Netflix show, I think. Yeah, I, I, I it's so disappointing because I had so much promise and hope for it. So maybe She Hulk will be the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I, you know, had no promise and hope for it, but it turns out great. If they were to do some sort of follow up to Moon Knight, what would you want them to do? With the character, you mean? Yes. So oh, whatever, whatever continuity or whatever continuation with Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight, what would you? What would be your preferred way they do it? Moon Knight Punisher. Moon Knight and Punisher. Yeah, um, I, I think that would be because I know he does play a big role in in the Moon Knight comics. Something where you do have the three. Something where we don't we get to see Jake Lockley a lot more. Something that is not so much questioning reality, but is more like reality is completely skewed, and I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. and we just go forward from there. And he is like maybe even seeing you know oh that would work seeing Moon Knight. The, the, all the personalities, but from an outsider point of view. Yeah. And not seeing it through Mark or Steven's point of view. You know, it's uh, a big disappointment. I know we keep trying to find good things, but a big disappointment, he would have been great in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. It is a shame that that show, the show ended the week Multiverse, a day yeah. before Multiverse of Madness dropped and they did nothing. Well, that's the same thing with Hawkeye. If you remember, Hawkeye did the and ended Spider-Man. right before Spider-Man. And, and like the last shot of Spider-Man is him over Rockefeller Center, and we're like, oh. Right. We're like, oh, is Hawkeye down there? <laughs> Swing and a miss. But I think that having a character like Mark Spector in Multiverse of Madness, and him being the only one that's like, oh, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a, a, a movie follow-up with him where he is the the focus, and everything else is going crazy, and he's yep. just like the one like, I can handle this. <laughs> this is Tuesday for me. Think that would, I think a movie follow-up with him being the... Unfortunately, now... He's at a point at the end of the show where he doesn't even realize he's still under Conchu. He's still Conchu's avatar. No, he doesn't because Jake Lockley's the only one who knows. Which that. what a fun! That is actually a very fun workaround for Conchu, and I thought that that was an interesting yeah. twist because we don't know how they do address the fact Hera was Conchu's avatar, and mm-hmm. a lot of what happened, what's happening in the show is again we're missing an episode. <laughs> Where I would have loved to see that backstory. What happened? How does one become an avatar, then stop being an avatar? Like, what what is this process? And th- that's his motivation. He found another god that he's like, no, Khonshu wanted to punish people that did bad things. This one, this one's the Minority Report god, where I'm going to punish them before they do something mm-hmm. bad. Again, and that's another great moral and intellectual debate that we have not, that we could have gotten. So now the next show we have coming up on Disney plus is Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. Another show with totally brand new characters from that standpoint. Do you have any hope having seen Moon Knight? I'm keeping my expectations exceptionally low for Miss Marvel. Why is that? Uh, A couple of reasons. One, I saw the She-Hulk trailer Two. I, I understand Kamala Khan has a very big following. She's very mm-hmm. popular in the comics. I don't know too much about her. I'll be I'll be the first one to be honest about it. But they are promoting this as the new a uh, new Marvel because she is associated with Captain Marvel and and you know Miss Marvel and all that. Obviously, is her name. I am worried though because Carol Danvers in the MCU is exceptionally un 
likable. I didn't. I, we saw Captain Marvel. It's a, it's passable. It is a passable it is. movie. Yeah. It's got fun moments, but it's not necessarily because of her. And then they made her so powerful, so OP that they only have her in five minutes of Avengers because they can't figure out. That is a bad sign when they can't yeah. figure out how to write for her. Yeah. So I I'm looking at Miss Marvel with a lot of. I'm I'm just hesitating because obviously also we're a little. I don't want to say burned by Moon Knight, but a little like, oh, yeah. maybe they don't have it completely figured out. Well, and that's what I'm worried about. I, like, I, I, I think it was Ronnie that said this, that this is sort of like the phase one again. of mm-hmm. It's phase one again of uh, the Marvel Universe. This where, is the Arrowverse of the Marvelverse. Yeah, I see. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they know where they're going, but I think they need to let us know where they're going. I think a little we bit. talked about it in Multiverse of Madness yeah. where Marvel MCU right now does not feel like it has a plan. No, I know there's rumors of a young Avengers. Is that what they're called? And I know that like, what, what's her name? Elaine Bennett that keeps going around and uh, I don't know off the top of my head. The one that you know from Seinfeld. Oh, Madam Hydra. Yeah, Madam her. Yeah, <laughs> she, she she's recruiting. I would be. I don't want a young Avengers. I just called the new Avengers because yeah. that is a, a team is from the comics. A, is she a bad Avengers? She, she's bad. Okay. Oh, she, she looks like she's creating Dark Avengers. And I know you're so excited to see John Walker again. Your favorite character. I will see him as long as I can hate him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's he's a character who I love to hate. I would be totally okay with a government sanctioned Avengers team yeah. with like characters like U.S. Agent and stuff like that. In comparison to a new Avengers team and kind of the, the we saw it a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier with no this is Captain America no this is Captain America like and then they butt heads right. I would be okay with a movie of that I just they need to Kevin Feige Kevin Feige if you're listening you absolutely need to give us a little bit of a hint as to what the plan is mm-hmm. we need to know that there is a plan I know you have one like logically I know you have one but I need to feel it also I think that Having the multiverse as your plan is is fine in concept, but there's a reason why multiverse stories tend to be one big event, yeah. not full-on story arcs for multiple characters, because we have not gotten any answers to questions from Loki, from no. Multiverse of Madness. Other than Kang with Loki, and, and even Kang isn't coming out until Quadrophenia, which isn't until... It's a mania? Uh, right. Quant- Do you guys just put quantum in front of everything? No, I, I think I was referring to The Who. I yeah, thought- a little bit. But... Uh, I, I feel like, especially Loki opened the door, right, to yeah. the multiverse. And we never got any questions answered. Like, wait, so Spider Man 1, 2, 3, and Amazing yeah. Spider Man all happened, but I, there was no multiverse before this. There was no variance. Like, so I. They need to collapse it. And also, I feel like Avengers took 10 years, and we'll, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Oh, it took yeah. 10 years to, to finish the Infinity Saga. Which is great. But at least, but the thing is, at least, you know, think about phase one. You knew we were leading towards an Avengers like event. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're heading towards now. It doesn't have to be a big bad. We don't have to be like, oh, it's Kang. Oh, it's, you know, what's his name that eats planets? Galactus. Galactus. It doesn't have to be that big. But we need to know that something is happening. Right. There has to be a reason for things to be going on and then a reason for all these heroes to eventually have to join forces and team Mm. up. But also – and this is a big Marvel problem. They all feel like they would just get along. And I I had more fun watching Tony Stark and Stephen Strange kind of jab at each other than listening to all the quipping of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, because especially, they they make fun of it in Avengers Age of Ultron, you know, language, mm-hmm. and, you know, he beat me by one second for the, for the omelet joke. So, 
I want to see a team where they don't necessarily get along. Where go back to the Avengers. Like sometimes simpler is better. Yeah. We don't need gigantic stuff. And having a team of new Avengers, especially quote unquote young Avengers, you know, Kate Bishop, Spider Man, even Spider Man being the most veteran, which would be crazy. Yeah. You could do a lot with it. I mean, they, we still haven't even, we don't know where White Vision's floating around. And where's Morbius in all this? Hopefully in a far, far, far away. <laughs> Dealing with Michael Keaton. Where's, where's, or, 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 you know, like Eddie Brock apparently showed up. You know, he's got to oh, be. We don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, we got so much, such a mess. And it, it's, it's sad because yeah. now it's starting to feel like maybe things are unraveling. I want them to prove me wrong. I, me too. I want in five years for us to go back to this episode and be like, hey, they, yeah. they did have a plan and we were wrong. So next is. Mrs. Marvel. Then after that is Thor Love and Thunder. Then you've got She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Then you've got probably uh, Invasion USA or whatever that thing is. Secret Invasion. Then you've got Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. And then you've got which is that that's also frightening. We have not heard any, <laughs> and uh, for, they're probably keeping that very as much close under wraps. To the best, yeah. Yes, yeah. but not even to not even have a teaser. It's making me as nervous as Black Adam's making me because they're in the middle of reshoots right now. And that movie's coming <laughs> oh, really? out this year and they pushed it back too, didn't mm -hmm. they? And also, you know, obviously the Flash is we'll see Ezra Miller's 19th arrest. <laughs> Did you see the video of him getting arrested? No. Uh, oh, there's a video there of is? him. I guess he goes off on the police officer that arrests him because the police officer calls him sir, and he loses his. What's mind. what's to be lose it at sir? Because he is transgender, non-binary, oh. and he goes off on this cop, and he's gonna yes. sue him because and every police officer knows your situation when mm -hmm. they pull you over. <laughs> so, so, such a shame that while you were being booked for your arrest, that the police officer called you sir. Oh, oh I can't, but. Yeah, Ezra Miller's a mess. I don't know what's going to happen with The Flash. I, that, how great and hysterical would it be if they just recast The Flash and just CGI'd someone else's head onto him. Oh, you him. know, the big rumor is they want to reshoot at least to the end of this and make Grant Gustin. That's why The Flash is the only show still going. And it's only doing a half a season, like a very short yeah, uh, yeah. last season or season eight. So there are a lot of rumors floating around about it. I would be okay with Grant Gustin taking over as a main continuity Flash, but the problem is they've already done all of his stories. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Unfortunately, we're, Marvel's starting to give us DC vibes oh. with storytelling, and that's a little alarming. I know you, you wrote it in your review, but mm. series Star City rating. Okay. You might have to pull up your review. Yeah, I got to pull it up. Because the original episodes, I was giving like four, mm -hmm. um, and then it started dropping down to two um, and it was all over the place. And I will say the last episode did redeem a couple of things. Like I did like, you know, again, the Kaijus and, and there were some fun things. There were so many loose threads that were not pulled together. I didn't like that they killed off Ethan Hawke. At least I think they killed him. If it happens off screen. I know, you know. So I am going to say two and a half for the show altogether. It is not necessarily a, like, if you are a Marvel completist, yes, obviously you're going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But if you are not, skip it. Skip it in the same way that what if, you know, you could, because I'll be honest, like, you know, when we were going to see the Multiverse of Madness and even afterwards, you know, my family was like, did I need to know anything from what if? And I'm like, no, not really. Which is, if you listen to our episode, that's one of my biggest gripes yeah. was that. The evil Doctor Strange was not Strange Supreme. I will give it to Marvel in the sense of if you want to lose viewers, 
have everything super connected that you have to have seen like these 30 movies beforehand. But in all honesty, for What If, which is considered one of their weaker shows, they would have had a big increase of people downloading or watching that after Multiverse of Madness. And yet we're getting season two of that for some reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. That's another thing that's Uh, like fun in concepts, but do I need it all the time? A solid two and a half for the show. It is not something I want to think about anymore or revisit. I'm hoping Moon Knight will... Go away. Mm. Paul? I'm going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. A little bit higher than you. Is it middle of the road? For the most part, yes. I think it's elevated by a fair amount of good. I know we kind of tore into it, but I liked the look of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that if he does come you back, mean they, like his, his the suit? costume's yeah. fun. I will say, for the fact that Oscar Isaac, you can't see his face. They actually did a good job of revealing him enough times because, like the when it just the hood, you know, yeah. disappears or something like that. So yeah, costume nail. I like the the bandages wrapping around yep. him, the the glowing eyes, all that stuff. It's it's very cool. I would be okay if when they if they do bring him back, his suit gets the more modern look because mm-hmm. he's not as associated with Kanchu. Because obviously the suit is subjective. That's why you right. know he's like, what are we wearing? You said get a suit. Yeah. And, you know, he's wearing an actual dress like a, suit. A, was it Psycho Colonel Sanders? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and that's another good thing. There's the great banter between the two yeah. of them. We did, you know, we follow along as the as the show is going. I do say that it, you know, I've, I've said my to save. It's missing an episode. It maybe would have been better as a movie or a Netflix show instead with 13 episodes. So play, play up the crazy a little bit, yeah. too. I would love to. I would be interested to see him again. Whether he's getting his own property, like a, a movie sequel or a television sequel, or if he's suddenly in a team with Punisher and and Ghost Rider, because people forget that Ghost Rider's yeah. running around the MCU too. People thought that Ghost Rider might have even shown up in Moon Knight. And again, that would have been a great. Mm. I would have much rather seen him have him end up going to hell than the field of reeds yeah and there's ghost rider and ghost rider helps him get out like oh that would have been cool that would have been so cool i just thought no, of that said we get the midnight man yeah <laughs> but i think i would i'm interested to see mark specter and stephen grant and even jake lockley again just uh, maybe not in his own property yeah. put him in a movie with another team or have have him be a villain Imagine, imagine, like again, that would have been a great episode yep. of of She Hulk, where she has to defend him, or Daredevil's defending him against, and they're going to get each other in court. There's, there's a lot you can do. Yeah. I just feel like they they dropped the ball a little bit on this. The ball bounced, and they caught it, but it's yeah. still, it still, it fell. did come up a little bit at the end, but not enough. Yeah. So we would love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook. And speaking of which. Woo-hoo. We have Fan Feedback Friday. So this week was, it's its a picture, so bear with me. I'm going to describe it. It's uh, The caption says, what's an MCU opinion that will get you like this? And it's a picture of Flint Rider with all the swords around him from Tangled. <laughs> so we had some fun ones because, like I said, Rob and I love to go back and forth about Marvel, particularly and DC. But we also do recognize qualms, and we, we will always have some fun with it. <laughs> now, we let's see. We have, from our friend Anthony, Endgame disrespected Hulk and Black Widow. We've said it. Not so much the Black Widow part. I'll, I'll just I'll respectfully disagree because I think that her sacrifice that, that it's such a great comparison to Thanos throwing Gamora off mm-hmm. and a good culmination of of Natasha in it. Let's see. The Marvel formula is getting old and tired. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange two is towards the bottom of the barrel for MCU movies. By Ronnie. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm dying. <coughs> Let's see. From Rob's film class. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, wait to hear some of these. All right. There's one in particular that I'm curious as to see if you react to okay. properly. Any of the following suck. Iron Man, Captain Marvel, that Loki was a bad show. Oh. And and I asked, and, and she said, no, she actually didn't care for Loki. That uh, that's fair. That DC's better? I mean, and... 
I'll always say that DC has better characters, but Marvel does better stories. Marvel's more relatable, okay. and that's how it was always designed comic book-wise. Let's see. Andrew Garfield is better than Tom Holland. I'll agree. I, will I know agree. you do, I will agree. yeah. I, I will be the first one to say that I defended Andrew Garfield when those movies came out, and now people are like, we love Andrew Garfield. I was like... <laughs> yeah, there's a, we're definitely having a garfield assance. I, I was there when the, when the movie was one made. Of my, one of my students had a t-shirt on. It had the three different Spider-Men in their poses yeah, with all their outfits. Yeah. And it says, no, and, and it says underneath one, it says Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3. <laughs> Let's see. Tobey Maguire is the worst. I think <laughs> Tobey Maguire suffers from superhero Being. movies at the time. Well, he he was also the first. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. MCU doesn't need to connect everything. That's fair. People blame Star-Lord too much when it was Nebula's fault. I will always defend Star-Lord's reaction in that scene. Oh, when yeah. When uh, when he breaks the concentration that Mantis has on Thanos because A it is in it is in complete conjunction with his character thus yeah. far. Like when Ego tells him you know, you know, I meant I didn't I I hated having to kill your mom and, he's, and he snaps out of that trance like, "Wait, what?" No, don't take it the wrong... And he immediately just starts blowing him away without a second thought. Star-Lord is a character that acts out of impulse. And I will defend that because he doesn't feel like other characters. Mm -hmm. Black Panther was meh. That's a, that's a bold statement. Story-wise, it was. Mm -hmm. um, visually, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first to say it. It's... I hate to... It's King Iron Man. Wow, it's it's the same. Oh, the knives will come out. No, for no, you. no. It just it just formulaic. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Iron Man set, and we we say it. You know, Ant Man is tiny Iron Man, and yeah. Doctor Strange is magic Iron Man. I as much as I do enjoy Black Panther, and it's grown on me since. It, the storyline is very basic oh, yeah. and very predictable, but visually, it's amazing, and I will defend that to death. And also the music, I love the oh, music yeah. of Black Panther. And our friend Matt. He says it was a question mark. He said, Robert Downey Jr. sucks, question mark? I think he... <laughs> Iron Man sucks. Iron Man sucks. Uh, here's an unpo unpopular opinion that I have that is this true. Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man movie. <laughs> That's one I actually believe. I, one, another one I didn't get to post, Edward Norton's the best Hulk. I'll, I will agree. I'll actually really? agree with that. I think, again, they, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk suffers from the let's make him funnier. See, I love Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo too. Yeah. And I liked, but if you watch Avengers, yeah. Mark Ruffalo, Edward, or Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner versus when you get to now, mm. totally different characters. Totally different, completely. And I, I think Edward Norton gets a, and the Incredible Hulk. I yeah. love the Incredible Hulk. I'll say it. It's one I of my. I've seen it in years. It's, it's really good. And I'm, I'm curious. Again, I'll I'm still curious fight to see you on Iron Man three. And you can find me on Iron Man three, <laughs> but you like Iron Man three because of the director and the director choices. I love. I also love it because it's Tony Stark at his most not vilest. Tony Stark at his most uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable. That's yeah. the. No, v I, word. I, I agree. That's the V word I was looking for. Tony Stark's a virgin. <laughs> No, I, I, I agree with yeah. you on that point, and I know we, we did an episode uh, and about, his, about Iron Man and all that. And his interplay with the kid is so good. Oh, yeah, because he's still just such a savage yeah. to him. All right, so that's going to wrap us up for today. Don't forget, if you guys are looking for more content, you could find us on all social media. If you just type in The Misfit Faction, you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You'll find us on Facebook. Make sure you guys uh, – if you guys are not in our Misfit Faction media group, make sure you send a request to that. I'll make sure you get in as soon as possible. So, yeah, we, uh, we had a lot – this was – a fun episode, despite was. despite the fact that we cut our man on the show. <laughs> but uh, that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. Smorgasbord. <laughs>